This is Ringside Radio, your ringside ticket to some of the finest wrestling talk around. And now, here are your hosts, Grim Chorizo, Katrina Cena, and Sloppy Joe! Hello everybody, this is Grim Chorizo here, this is Ringside Radio, and I am joined with Sloppy Joe. What's up? And Katrina Cena. Whoop. And we are also joined by special guest, Chris. He's sitting here with us. He's, he's uh, looking good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on Ringside Radio. We're switching to a new format, audio, obviously, and we are going to be more discussion-based, less news, because if you're listening to this, you all, you all know what's going on. So we're just going to talk wrestling and hope you enjoy it. So basically, you can't see us. A few weeks back, WrestleMania 30, the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania, my question for all of you is where does it rank among all the 30? Now that the dust is settled, it's been a few weeks after, where does it stand? Hmm. You got something, Shlavi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a hmm. Just a hmm. Just, just pondering. I'll just jump in because, I mean, I, I haven't thought a whole lot about it because I didn't know this question was coming until right now. <laughs> but I would put it probably uh, second or third, honestly. Nothing's going to unseat WrestleMania 22 for me mm-hmm. because I was there and I was like, just completely in awe. And it was an awesome WrestleMania with so many stipulation matches and things like that. So I would put 30 probably after, definitely after 22, but I would say maybe second. It's definitely top three for me. I don't really know exactly uh, where, but it's top three. I mean, there's there's three that kind of change every once in a while after I watch them. So what would your top three be? Uh, 17 would probably be one, I think. It's probably... WrestleMania 30 is two, and then 19 is probably three. Okay, is what I think. I remember being in awe of 19 after it ended. I actually wrote. I actually remember writing in my journal like, "I can't believe what I just saw" or something yeah. like that. Like that night. So I mean, 22. 19 sure. must have really um, yeah. stuck with me as well, especially like yeah. left an impression mm-hmm. after it happened. 21 is really good too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome. It, it didn't beat the main event of 27 though. That's. Best wrestling okay, ever. just leave now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, we do not talk about that WrestleMania. That's like rule troll. number one. You literally are a troll. Yeah, uh, no, I'm. I'm just kidding. That was. Would someone the like to fill Sloppy's spot next next time we film? Please. No, no, no. No, I'm. I'm just kidding. Uh, that was probably the worst WrestleMania ever. Let's move on from WrestleMania. Anyways, yeah, uh, WrestleMania 30. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome. I'd put it probably up in my top three as well. And Chris, this was your like first WrestleMania watching live. Yes, it so was. I guess you probably can't really compare it to much, but it was. Seemed well, like I mean, as someone who just sort of casually would watch, as you know, I'm constantly surrounded by it, <laughs> having friends who love it. Um, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I sort of got caught up in the storylines beforehand, and you know, I wasn't really planning on watching it. But once I sat down, it was sort of hard to get up and walk away because it's just you know you want to see how this stuff turns out mm-hmm. and i think it's just like any other show you know once you get into one storyline or whatever that you actually care about and you actually care about how it's going to turn out you just can't not watch it pretty much because it's mm-hmm. just so it's so like uh difficult to 
to just like be like, I don't care. I'll see it another time. You know, yeah. I'll read about it. You know, it was very entertaining. But yeah, I'd say it's, it's my top spot as of now. <laughs> Number one, yeah. one, one for one. Yeah, <laughs> one for one. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, very, you know, it seemed like it was a pretty emotional roller coaster for mm-hmm. people and had Definitely. very yeah. panned by people. You know what they think of it, and they they did a good job doing that. Then mm-hmm. yeah, since we're uh, speaking of this. Emotional roller coaster of WrestleMania 30. What did you all think about the streak ending? It's one of those things where it took a little bit of time mm-hmm. to kind of sink fully in, fully understand mm-hmm. what had just happened. Because I think as it happened, nobody could have guessed that was going to happen. No. Either way, it happened, and I guess that was how we wanted it. I will say this about the streak ending: regardless of who did it, the fact that it was like, "Wow, it's over." They mm-hmm. shocked the world. WrestleMania 30 was amazing, and that well, they shock made value that just exactly it made like a shock value that's like it, a lot of people were comparing it to like Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It was like it was your favorite yeah. character without spoiling any Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> but Game of Thrones is known for those swerves like that, yeah. where they're just you yeah. you're fully invested in something. You're almost you almost don't even think you think they're safe, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess his streak was sort of safe it was beyond what they were willing to compromise Mm -hmm. for a story and they totally just i mean i wasn't even fully invested in it i was just like i just knew how important it was and how long it had Mm -hmm. been going and when it happened i was just like it was almost like a a mistake you know but obviously it's not it's just at the time it was like everyone was like sort of doing the the double take mm-hmm. thing. Well, and I, I straight up went into denial immediately. Yeah, I mean, it I seemed... said he had to have, he had to have gotten a shoulder up. He has a, he has a foot on the rope. Mm-hmm. I was, I was in denial. Every possible mm. thing that could have been, you know, I'm sure the Undertaker actually dead. not losing. I, I literally went mm-hmm. straight into denial. The Undertaker hasn't lost at WrestleMania ever. Mm-hmm. And his first WrestleMania, I was in preschool. I'm 27 <laughs> years old. Yeah. I was in preschool. So he has he's never lost yeah. a WrestleMania. And he's been appearing at WrestleManias since I was in preschool. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I got to hand it to you. One thing, I respect the heck out of you for this. You being just a brand new wrestling fan, not saying, what's the big deal, guys? You know, like you totally well, had it. had yeah. respect for the fact that I mean everyone in the room was mm-hmm. devastated. I like, got that. I mean, yeah. it was. I mean, I was sort of like, I tried to be devil's advocate and see where they were sort yeah. of coming from. It took a, a whole another, you know, maybe, you know, a few hours before yeah. I started the, you know, my brain started working. I was like, okay, I kind of see from a storytelling perspective. It was almost like they just had this thing. He and they had to do it because it would just be so. Well, Shocking. it was basically mm-hmm. the whole the whole WrestleMania from the beginning to end was kind of like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. was because at the beginning you had all the different generations of mm-hmm. wrestling represented. Right. Yeah. My only thing, if I could have changed it, I would have put San Martino, Bruno San Martino, mm-hmm. and Cena yeah. in there too. That would have been um, that just because that would have been basically five generations mm-hmm. of wrestling. Not that the three who were in there. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't incredible. Them, it was just, no, I'm yeah. not at all. Exactly. But it it was just you had that at the beginning, and you had so many things along the way that that told stories and took you on an emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. and then to have the streak end. And then at the end of the show, to have Brian Danielson mm. actually win the big one finally, mm. where they're not going to take it from him. Sure. And, you know, people are, are in the... People at this point, 
at least me personally, I've cried twice during this WrestleMania mm, by right. the end of it I mean, for two completely you. different reasons. It drained everybody. Because when they, took, when they took the streak, I literally sat there and cried for a half hour and didn't say anything. It's, yeah, it was kind of scary. It's like a good. It's like a good movie, though, or a yeah. good. I mean, they did a good job. There has to be devastation. Mm-hmm. There has the to emotions. be. There has to be complete. Disappointment. But I've never, yeah. I've never felt that way watching mm-hmm. wrestling ever. Yeah. Like they straight took a up perfect in perfect thing that has been yeah. going for so long, and they <clears throat> snapped it in half. Yeah. And to like, me, that is why this WrestleMania was so good. Is because they had. <clears throat> it literally felt like it. TV show or a video game that you've invested so you were, much time you were watching, into. You were watching a movie. Like yeah. It was, yeah. And I think all of us... You got the payoff at the end. You were all on the edge of our seats the entire time. Yeah. Well, and the coolest thing is people who do get emotionally just mm-hmm. so swept away by it, like, you were, you were so low because of the streak ending, but at the end, you know... They raised you back up. Yeah, I mean, it was and, just... And that was that was the only thing that didn't keep me from, like, throwing something through your right. window besides the <laughs> they, fact that I didn't have money to replace your window is <laughs> like they just took the streak they have to be putting the title exactly. on Brian there's well, that's no the way around the yeah. end, you know? so I yeah, kind of yeah. knew at that point that mm. Brian was winning the title that was my only consolation prize so to speak yeah. I remember Grimm saying something to the effect of it wasn't real until you see the 21 and 1 up mm-hmm. on the screen right. and then you're just like it honestly I, uh, oh my gosh. it, it was one of those things palm, where like, the oh. night after because it was on the network and they put it up right after so you could watch it right again I went on and it was one of those things that's like, I, I don't think I'll be able to watch this again. But I had to. I watched mm-hmm. that end about ten times. Mm-hmm. Well, we watched and it like When it just shows the 21 and 1, it's I've like. I've actually never watched it's it. It's like again. you're. Not the match, just the end. Maybe but I will. Yeah. But the 21 and 1 Maybe thing, someday. you're just like. It's something you never thought you'd mm-hmm. see. Yeah, exactly. And even if even if we had thought maybe the streak would come to an end, we never saw it happening against Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing about that. They chose the perfect person to do it, honestly, because yeah. if anyone would else would have, if they would have... He chose the perfect if, person, yeah, I guess. If I they would have done like an up-and-comer or whatever, they would have ruined their career if forever. Yeah. There's so many and reasons. And he's at the... Yeah. When he was in that match, he was the highest heel ever. Like, there's no way you could surpass him. A lot of that, like, hatred that would be sort of put on Brock, Brock's not there. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. it's Paul Heyman mm-hmm. has that hatred. Okay, but yeah. now here's the weird thing that I think is weird: they put freaking Cesaro yeah. with Paul Heyman. So it's they're te- such a weird yeah. thing. That's it's something very... my mom and I were talking about mm-hmm. because it's like he's so over right now, and then exactly. they're gonna put Heyman with. It's almost like it balances it's it almost, out. They are letting the crowd decide. Yeah. They're testing That's the waters to be doing. like. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reality is. Well, and nothing's going to exactly. ruin Cesaro. He's yeah. so oh, yeah. good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But that's why mm-hmm. this is so weird of an experiment. Whether Just from, like, your traditional, you know, sort of way of doing mm-hmm. things. It's mm-hmm. it's really weird. And it's almost like you can sense the sort of shift in how they're doing things. They're putting yeah. hitting heel versus heel, face versus face. Well, I mean, in just matches where mm-hmm. you're, like, yeah. people are confused. They're like, this is really strange. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... You know, like, people are going to cheer for the people who they like. Even when they should be, you know, they're billed as a heel And that's not how it used to be. Exactly, yeah. It's really interesting. It's it's almost like this really is the reality. It's basically like... Well, remember you talked to me a long time ago, and I wasn't really into it. You brought up how, like, there was, like, a press conference or something where Vince was like, we're doing away with heels and faces. I I heard rumor Or something like that. that. And everybody was like, what? And I was like, what does that even mean? Well, I said, I'm like... Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. That, that ruins that defeats the, good. I think this is what it means. It's which, not so much that. But it's still there. Exactly. It's just it's up mm. to you to decide whether you like this That's person right. or not. The people yeah. decide. The, the character's playing. The yeah. person's playing a, a role. bad guy, 
But that's not to say, oh, well, we can't like them. Yeah, sure. You can still cheer for them. For example, my favorite guy as, like, a new viewer is Bad News Barrett. Mm -hmm. And he is a heel, right? Um, But everybody cheers him and freaks out when he comes out. I mean... Mm He's so over. Right. Well, I think part of that's because they held him back for months. They didn't have him on TV. And he did work house shows because I went to a few during that time frame. And he wrestled at all of them. So clearly there wasn't an injury. Mm -hmm. So it was like, uh, it's almost like them, you know, having him do this Mm -hmm. ridiculous podium thing actually did him a favor. Because as soon as he was back in the ring, people People were were losing their minds. Oh, we're so happy to actually see him Mm -hmm. wrestle. Right. However, I think if he had just kept being Wade Barrett all those Mm -hmm. months, like, I think he, I think he was already on his way to becoming stale. And I really think that he would have just like fizzled out. So they did him actually a huge favor Mm -hmm. by doing that. I was I was like furious. It made no Mm -hmm. sense to me. But now it's like they really do Mm -hmm. know. They really know what they're doing. And another thing, you can tell he loves bad news, Barrett. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like a heel's job would typically be to get people to hate them, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Like you want to get basically Mm -hmm. what? Yeah, that's and he's getting cheers from. (laughs) Being, you know, like, the way Triple H put it a long time ago in my one of my old Triple H documentaries is you want to you want people to hate you so much that they will pay a ticket to sit in the front row and watch you get killed. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So things are just changing pretty much, and yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of refreshing and cool because I mean another one's Bray. I mean yeah. he's oh, a yeah. he's a heel, but people I mean he's just a sort of like a mm-hmm. and that's part. It's like a meta thing, like. They are acknowledging how the crowd reacts, right? Yeah. And then Which, yep. building the storyline around it. Mm-hmm. And that is ri- yeah. and that's why I'm into They're it. I think that's so cool. Fan reactions a lot more than they did. It's like before they'd be like, we don't want this to be out in the mm-hmm. open. But now it's like, you know what? We can't hide anymore. Let's make it the story. Which, yeah. like you said, that really is. It what makes you more into it. That, well, and with the whole, like, yes, moving the thing with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what made that storyline was right. the crowd. I think that might have been what made them realize that, that, it. Yeah. I think the Yes Movement was a big mm-hmm. reason as to why they are listening to their crowd. And, right. And you can definitely tell, like, that after, at WrestleMania 30, that is when Stephanie and Triple H, that's when they took over. That's when yes. they started taking command and starting to make... That might be the one thing that got me more into it is the mm-hmm. idea that, like, oh, hey, this stuff is really fresh. It's really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Something's different from when I would just be, like, sitting down and, you know, sort of casually listening in the background and Mm -hmm. just being not even engaged whatsoever. It is. It's very different Mm -hmm. than it was even a year ago, even, you know, Yeah, things just feel exciting. It's like what Triple H has been saying. He comes out every week saying it's the reality era. This is a a new era. What does the reality era truly mean? I honestly think it's like you aren't getting the full effect of the show without sort of reading their Twitter posts Mm -hmm. and stuff and sort of knowing about their life because it's weaved so heavily in to the the show. Like, it's almost like, you know, stuff that's happening outside the show is part of the show Mm -hmm. now. This reality era, it really is. Like like you said, right after WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. it's like... It's in full effect. Yeah, so I think one of the best part is bringing up talent. That's more, really more of a yeah. It's mm-hmm. in. A, it's like it's, it's refreshing. To see new faces. I mean, on that one night we had Paige mm-hmm. uh, debut unexpectedly. We had Rusev actually debut. Mm-hmm. Bad News Barrett mm-hmm. returned. Like all that is just like, and they're actually making. St- more story mm-hmm. based. Uh, it, it, every match, ha- there's a reason why the match is happening. Yeah, 
I mean, as before, it's like, oh well, you guys like Shamus, you like Dolph Ziggler, so let's put them in a match yeah, on right. the card. But even down to the the uh, tournament for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Championship, that, was so that cool gives so me. much value to the matches that yes. you're seeing. It's not like, oh, I'm, you know, here's another match. Some I'm gonna go make views. some popcorn yeah. because right. I've seen these guys wrestle 18 times. Yeah. Just it's okay. Let's see who's gonna advance in the tournament. Yeah, that's it, awesome. In, it gave them a, a reason to put on an incredible match because they were fighting for that title. Right, exactly. There's a story. There's a whether, reason, whether it was actually the title match or not, they were still fighting for the title. Because, yeah, it was still a. Forward. It still felt like a title match. The fact of heels and faces kind of being like blurred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lines are blurred. Uh, one thing, a question I wanted to ask is, what is your favorite type of heel? For, for me, I, I really like You can the, use an example of a heel, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I really like those, like, Weasley heels, like the Edge or CM Punk, who, like, they'll, like, Edge, he, like, I don't know. The ones it, that it's Edge, like, stuff yeah. And, yeah. Well, not even that, they're just, like, little weasels. Like, they'll go and hide under the ring until, <laughs> until they've, like, okay, now it's my time, they'll come so in and just steal like, the pin. So you like the the Weasley uh, mm. kind of cowardly, slimy. cowardly, yeah, like the Weasley. slimy yeah. heels. Yeah. It's just funny because no, I know because you get so built up, like oh yeah, the face is gonna win. Nope, yeah. that's probably the easiest one to get hate. Oh, yeah, it really is. because yeah. you okay. get to just be all out, mm-hmm. pure, unadulterated, yeah. like you know, middle mm-hmm. finger to everybody. <laughs> and, they're, and they're always just so arrogant, like haha, I won this title fairly. I'm the best. But then wrestler when ever. the guy comes up to fight you, they're like, oh, no, no, no. no, no. Katrina, do you got a favorite type of heel, type of, you know, character? Well, my initial thought was the the Weasley mm-hmm. heel, too. Um, and my my favorite indie wrestler who doesn't wrestle anymore, Jason Hades, mm-hmm. when he was a heel, he was like that. Uh-huh. He'd hide behind his manager mm-hmm. and over-dramatize everything. And, you know, he'd get chopped and act like he was dying. And, <laughs> sure. you know, just, just over the top and just really funny. But then, but then I, I thought about something that... Happened when I was 12 years old. <laughs> Triple H, okay? Triple H and Stephanie were like an on-screen thing, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because, you know, 15 years later, they're doing the same thing, except yeah. they're actually married. Mm-hmm. But, like, like 1999, like, they were the McMahon-Helmsley era, and they were on, you know, on-screen. They were a couple and stuff. They did this thing where Mick Foley, if he lost a match, he would get fired. And he lost the match. And I'm I'm 12 at this point. Like you can't separate so you're just reality out. from no, you're just yeah. Like- and I literally like even then I would write about wrestling and my experiences and what it you know mm-hmm. how it moved me. And I literally like I pulled this this journal out. Uh, like last year, and I laughed until I cried when I read this. <laughs> I filled like three pages with how much it hurt. With- <laughs> I hate Triple H. <laughs> over that's, and over. That's, he, that's awesome that he got that. Mm, out of, you know, I like, was that emotional. Like I was crying. I was mm. so upset. And after my like three pages of I hate Triple H over <laughs> and over again, I explained why I hate <laughs> Triple H. So just thinking of that and how that moved me so mm. like moved me so intensely. Um, I gotta go with the just horrible, mean, mm-hmm. conniving. Mm. Backhanded, backstabbing. So thinking about how incredibly deeply moved Mm -hmm. I was by something that that the cerebral type of heel in Triple H did really got under your skin. Mm -hmm. It's so so much. I not so much as my favorite type of heel that 
makes me hate them. Because that, I would probably go with the Weasley mm-hmm. one also. But my favorite type of heel now, when I look at it, is I like the ones who, when they cut promos and stuff, they're not lying. Mm-hmm. They're saying actual truth in mm-hmm. their words. For example, like, do you remember when CM Punk was feuding with Jeff Hardy and stuff? And he mm-hmm. was like, Jeff is on drugs and all this stuff. He's mm-hmm. better than him. Or, I'm better than Jeff because these reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the fans hated him just because they love Jeff, but... It's almost like he's a heel just because mm-hmm. he's saying what saying, people don't want to hear. And another example is Muhammad Hassan. If you oh my gosh, he yes. came in and he was like, oh yeah, he's uh, Arab American. You all hate me just because I'm Arab. USA. It's like you're proving my point. Exactly. But he's a heel. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could talk about Hassan <laughs> for a long time just because I think that the character could have been really gone yeah, so much further. Another happens. now, I mean, even Bray, Bray. I mean, with Cena mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho, just the fact that when he was, he beat Stone Cold and The Rock on the same night, he, he I mean, he did, and he made you know, he said it mm-hmm. every day, like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things well, and where like I like he talks about how he does every submission move yeah. and just starts reading them off, and but, he, mm-hmm. he goes through an co- entire yeah. commercial break and part I of have, I and, have a friend who was actually in <laughs> that when that happened. Awesome. Oh, wow. He's got pictures yeah. that he showed me. But, like, it's so like funny. they're so they're so like they're, they're they so, think they're right. They might be right. Yeah, they're saying the truth. And they're so but tr- the fans and, yeah. can't, uh, don't either can't accept it or don't want to accept it. And I'm I mean, me too. At times, it's just uh, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. type of fuel. It's and, not. It's different from the cowardly. Yeah. It's it really from the is. I hadn't deal. thought of that. And, I just think that one's another one that did that too was AJ. She cut the pipe on about the whole total. Deal yeah, that's yeah, that's true. But I mean, with Bray Wyatt and Cena, you know, Bray Wyatt has has the bigger following. Yeah, you know. So, but that's part of this era that we're in now. Yeah, sure. So, mine is a little bit different, I guess. Like my probably favorite one, and you guys can okay. Bo Dallas. That is my favorite heel. Yeah. The ones that they're anti- funny. Anti- they're funny. Mm-hmm. You hate them, and then they make you love them because they are so... They're, they're so terrible. the opposite of Stone Cold Steve. Yeah, yeah who's exactly. Who's the good guy who's... You sure. Know, yeah. sure. Yeah. He, exa- yeah. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite heel because it's so... It's so meta. Some people catch on, and it, mm. like, it's, yeah, it's so funny yeah. to me. Like, no like, and the funniest part is yeah. he thinks no he's a face. Bo. He thinks everybody exactly. loves him as they're chanting "No more exactly. bow." See, like we used to, to say or... that we wanted to punch him in the yep. face, mm. and now so when I watch NXT and he comes on, I just get this stupid <laughs> smile on my face, <laughs> and I'm amazing. like, it's "Oh my gosh, he's so cute!" And my brother's like, "You hate that guy," and I'm like, "I know, I don't." Yeah, it's so funny because. Uh, he's the type of heel you love to boo and you love to piss off because you just, I'm it's so just glad funny. you brought that up because he's like, my favorite. it's yeah. so funny that yeah. we all four like said something different but they're all like oh yeah, my gosh yeah. but they're all like, true yeah definitely I wasn't even thinking about mm-hmm. that like because and you always you bring up a lot how Kurt Angle was kind of like yes. that exactly yeah. Bo yes. is just a reinvention well and basically mm-hmm. what they yeah. did with Kurt Angle I, re- I remember when he debuted mm-hmm. they brought him in as a face you know Olympic old males blah blah I liked him mm-hmm. yeah and I was again 12 years old but 12 13 but I was like this guy's really cool. You know, we've never had this before, basically. But everybody's just booing him to the point that yeah. you can't, it's almost like Vicky Guerrero's out there. You know, uh, they're just, yeah. oh. And I looked at my mom. I remember this. I said, I don't understand. I think he's cool. Why do they hate him? And then next thing you knew, he was a heel because they didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the well, opposite it's, with Bo, right? It, because they mm-hmm. he was they were 
forcing him on people. He is right. your face. He's the mm, face yeah. of the NXT. And they were like, no. And it was like, I legitimately think they were trying to, at first, and then they slowly caught on. They're like, we have we gold. Have. We have gold mm, here. Exactly. And good thing for Bo, he is amazing yeah, at I that. brought you guys cookies. Yeah, that was, that failed, that failed Occupy. Mm, that the, was the, hilarious. Just Bo-cupy him, or whatever they called it. This yeah, him saying this stinks. This stinks. That's the best. I'm so excited. But that was Kurt Angle. He would always say freaking. Oh. I'm so excited to see him. Should you listen to Ringside Radio? Let's ask WWE superstar Daniel Bryan. Yes! 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 So uh, let's let's move on to our next segment of the random superstar. And the number is drawn. Okay, so we have number 80. Number 80, a high number. It is. I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm oh. coming to get you. I actually really love the Boogeyman. I know yeah. the Boogeyman. Yeah. Okay, so Katrina you... Drew, why don't you start us off? Um, who eats worms on national TV? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Uh, Boogeyman, cast a Fear Factor. Um, yeah, that's about it. Wait, that was a rhetorical question, dumbass. Well, then there's oh. there's a sloppy over there. I think he's a character that, um, I don't know, just. Interesting. I'm not even sure what era he belongs in, <laughs> if he belongs in any era. But he was uh, an anomaly. Just something about eating like five thousand worms at once was just scary. Yeah. But he'd like hit himself in the head with the clock and it would yeah. shatter and he was just weird and disturbed and but like really it's almost like I can't. I can't even tell you much about his ring work because I was yeah. too busy being disturbed, too busy being freaked out, and, out, yeah, and in awe of like his persona. This yeah. strange. I, I can't tell you what his finisher was. I always just assumed it was him spitting worms in someone's. Yeah, face. I mean that's yeah. all you really remember. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's worthy to note that he was on one of the tough enoughs, mm-hmm. and but he got kicked out because he lied about his age because he was much older than mm-hmm. he actually mm-hmm. said he was, and then. I don't know, I guess his punishment was to eat worms on TV and be the boogeyman. And I, I thought the character was awesome, though. Like, it's like, which, uh, his injury work is, I have no idea what <laughs> it was like. Yeah. But, like, I think he did some, like, type of slam or something for his finger. Yeah, he did. The, uh, yeah. Boogie, well, it's called boogie slam. Yeah. I mean, he kind of pump handle slam. Yeah. Right? Pump handle slam, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, but... And when he came back at the Slammies, what, two years ago? That, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. That was a great cameo. Yeah, it was. Oh it was perfect. Yeah, I'm someone who can't get enough of that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I yeah. love the theatrical horror type mm-hmm. stuff. He was like not your, like, it was kind of cheesy, but at the same time it elicited a real disgust from his yeah. warm thing. But he really had it together. The concept was really cool. Mm-hmm. He really had a cool sort of... He was like a witch doctor yeah. from, you know, like some kind of ancient spirit guy. And he had like, he, the way he like shook his body yeah, and gosh. stuff. It was, he really was disturbing in a sort of a haunted house type of yeah. way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he, he kind of makes you go like, Ugh, yeah. I, I don't like that guy. But like in a cool way, like he, yeah. you know, I don't think, I think if he had too many characters like that, it's bad. But he yeah. was special in that he, he, yeah. he, he wasn't so, so much perfectly. like, yeah, he wasn't like the Undertaker mm-hmm. where it's like he's a, he was sort of a badass, but he was more of just like. He just like sort Pretty of gave this guy is weird. He's yeah. disturbing, yeah, and, and and the fact that he ate that thing off Jillian's face—that's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, I don't even. Dude, I, as soon as she showed up with that thing on her face, <laughs> I said, I turned to my mom and I said, one of these days the boogeyman's going to eat that off her face. I said that there was no doubt in my mind that that's the how they were going to end The funny thing was they that. were like. 
they only did it. They're like, Boogeyman's going to eat that thing yeah, off her face. That's probably what they were thinking, too. Like, you know what would be really weird? Just, Boogeyman ate some weird thing off someone's face. But see, face. I picked that right out. Right, like, yeah. as soon as I saw her, yeah. I just knew that's that that's bizarre, what was going to yeah. happen. And it did. Well, the thing is about Boogeyman is, like you, you guys were saying, it's it like, the ring work, I mean, he was, he was whatever. But when you... If I find myself on the network of YouTube going back to watch a Boogeyman match, mm-hmm. it was for the entrance. Yeah. Because his yeah. entrance was just, like, when he smashed the Epic. clock over his mm-hmm. head and the pyro, the fire went off and he starts shaking, that is just something that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's one of the... It's, it's all in the it's, entrance, the music, the yeah. character. And Boogeyman is, like, one of those things where he might not have the, you know, the technical sk- mm-hmm. skills that other people do, but made up his for it with a memorable up. character. His, yeah, that, his character made up. Yeah. The Rock has got to know. What is your favorite podcast? Well, well, I guess my my favorite podcast would probably be... It doesn't be. matter what your favorite podcast is, because The Rock's favorite podcast is Ringside Radio. If someone's a badass, people are going to like them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they're heel or not. Yeah. Cesaro, they can, you know, I feel like they're sort of meta-controlling the, the crowd mm-hmm. without them ever really even knowing it, but... He's just too strong and too awesome, and he has too many awesome things that he does. There's no way anyone is ever going to yeah. boo him, no matter how much Paul Well, Heyman... and they try to ignore him, but, mm-hmm. you know, your casual fan can only ignore some someone like that for so long. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's, yeah. He is uh, phenomenal. With Cesaro now, he's got a new theme. What's the what's the consensus on the theme? I well, not consensus. What is everyone's individual thoughts? Yeah, okay, I, I like the theme. Yeah, I like it. People hate this song. They hate it. Pretty. Like, the majority of people who I've read, Mm -hmm. for some reason, they forget about all the great songs that have, like, a lot of, like, they don't have lyrics. They're not a Mm -hmm. pop song or a rock song. They're just a song composed by somebody. It's just kind of a generic song. They see it as generic and, like, Mm -hmm. a jobber-type song, and I don't don't get it at all. Because here's why. Listen to, like, Bad News Barrett. People Mm -hmm. love that song. It's It's like the same type of song. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. a really good riff. I think people just don't think it fits him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm I'm someone... I actually make music. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great song when mm-hmm. you just listen to it. I think people just feel Cesaro is so great that no song will ever yeah. be as good as what well, he then, is. What are you going to do? Have him not have an entrance? Exactly. Have actually, people all, like, like that. And have Heyman walk out talking. I kind of see where you're coming from, though, with people thinking, like... Mm-hmm. Just him walking down should just you it's know just not that good. they just don't be think it. that this song that sounds just like I think rock his I been... think his song is really cool though I I like, I like it, it yeah. a lot I like his original one probably just as much oh, okay. is that the chilled out more. one or whatever or is it Do, is it the one mm-hmm. that's kind of like the rapping with the like yeah like, well cool. and I always associate that with him coming out and yeah doing the, yeah fist it's like the Euro song. sort of because yeah. he's European it's yeah. like that Euro the like you know that red jacket mm-hmm. and it was the US I honestly show, think yeah. people wanted something like that yeah. too mm-hmm. so. well I like either one but yeah. the new one like but I really like the air raid type of thing mm-hmm. because oh, one, yeah, of, cool. I, and one of my favorite indie wrestlers came out to the I don't know if you guys have heard the disturbed song indestructible oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but it has the air raid and sure yeah my, you know, he's one of my favorite indie wrestlers of all time, and so that kind of made me think of him. Mm-hmm. So I have almost like an emotional connection yeah. to it. But you know, all bias aside, mm-hmm. I just I think it's a good song. Yeah, I think yeah. it's fine for him. It's not like this is going to be his theme for the rest. I think they're going to give him something. I agree. And because when he my, becomes like, my... the top guy, they're probably going to give him something. Well, you know, next year, Cena's had the same entrance theme for ten years. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but, uh, but the tornado sirens and the air raids, I. <laughs> Love it. Like, yeah. that. I want that. Whatever his next song is, I'd, if he's still doing the swing thing, which I'm sure he will be, I want that in. 
Well, with Intrude's themes, what do you guys think is like the best currently entrance music? Best right current now? entrance theme? Just one that you're just like, I love. Probably, it. as far as fitting and a good song, mm-hmm. and just sort of getting a reaction out of people, Bray Wyatt's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta go. Because it's very, it's creepy, it's a great song, and it is part, it's not just like a cool song where they come out, it's part of an experience mm-hmm. when they come out. It's very cool. It's kind of like. The Undertaker's how it was like part right. of the experience. It really is, yeah. Those are the best themes, I mm. think. Well, and to me, uh, Dana Bryan's trying to get that way, too, though. Just like his music hits, everyone just stands up and starts yes yeah. like Well, it's such an it's, intense metal it, it's, song. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like, it's yeah. instant. As soon as they hit that first oh, yeah. note, they're up, standing, the yelling. Yeah. Yeah. The start with the strings, yeah. I mean, that is an intense, awesome mm. song. I wish there were more like, heavy songs And it's so fitting. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of... Uh, Entrance themes. It's like your guys' like favorite kind of entrance theme, like the ones that just like fast paced. I like, get you up. And, oh, like, I should have answered the question. Well, then. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, actually, this kind of goes along with what I was going to say because I was going to answer the question without actually answering it. I think somebody used the word experience earlier, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of entrances have actually become an, more mm-hmm. an experience than an entrance. Get people into it. The shield. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like. Who doesn't get really excited when the shield comes out? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, especially Everyone's if you're there. Everyone's looking where they're coming out. Yeah, you know? and that's what, you, like, if you watch, you see it. But if you're there in person, you're, you know, you do the you're, exact you're same thing. Out, you're like, mm-hmm. where, where? And yeah. mm-hmm. heaven forbid they walk right by you because some people can't handle that in a mature fashion. The music and what actually happens with it sure, is yeah. such an intense thing. But I think the shield is one of my favorites right yeah. now because mm-hmm. who doesn't get excited about that? And the the entrance theme is yeah, really cool too. Yeah, the part is on yeah. and the song itself is just With like the oh, and the fact that I can't and... figure out which one's saying which. <laughs> but um, another Still, one I think of is the Usos. Yeah, it's on the oh, like, oh, the Usos. When yeah. the Usos oh, come God. out, it's oh, like yeah. and the song is really cool. But like when they come out, mm-hmm. like I've had like you know non wrestling fans over or whatever, and you know there's just the WWE network on the TV. But when their entrance starts, like heads turn and mm-hmm. people just like zero in on what they're doing because they're yelling and screaming. Yeah. yeah. So to go back to what you were saying, like what do you, what's your favorite type of entrance theme? Mm-hmm. Not so much the music because it, I mean it depends on the song. Yeah. But and the, and the person. person. Mm-hmm. So I I love people. ones that have kind of like an intro part to it, like yeah. the Shield, mm-hmm. like CM Punk had the like thing, yeah. like uh, the Wyatt have the. Do you, you think you know me? Know Just me. like a thing before it, I th- bear it. Uh, God, Sometimes it makes it. I think yeah. those little opening things really. Yeah, Barrett's entrance would have been the same. I thought the God Save the Queen. Yeah. and with you on that, I heard Bo, who we were talking about. Bo, I mm-hmm. love Bo. Um, they got him a new song, which I listened to, and I don't know, like, if you want to wait to sort of get the experience, but it goes with his. His promos. Yeah, or I'll just wait. <laughs> um, and it, it's very fitting, but I think it needs that little thing at mm-hmm. the beginning to sort of get oh, people okay. to hear it, and then they'll they'll they, explode they, they, they or do. start booing. Yeah, yeah they automatically so, just know who it is. Right, right, because without it, it just flows right into the song. But if you have that thing to cue people mm-hmm. to be like, oh no. Well, and, and like another one, like we were saying, that has that big experience, like Goldberg. Like, oh, God. how he comes back yeah. from backstage. And, right. Like, I'm really hoping to do something like that with Adam Rose, have him come out of the bus. From his bus, that was and just like, That's a no-brainer. In my yeah, opinion. like, they, they really need to have At least that. for his debut, they need to be like... Mm-hmm. like 
He's just in his bus. I'd be cool if they have people in his entourage that you recognize, yeah. like maybe you know. I mean, they always are using like you know. NXT. NXT I, NXT I personally think that they should pick random fans to be in the oh, entourage. That would be, that would How be cool amazing. would that be? Yeah. That would be like amazing. stick like something under like ten chairs in the crowd, and then they just be like, you You're know, be- a before they actually <laughs> oh, yeah. go on, you know, yeah. everybody look under your chair, and if you have like mm-hmm. the golden ticket, so to speak, you're a rosebud, like yeah. you said. It should like, be like that a would rose. Be amazing. Why would, and why would you not do that? Yeah, That'd just like awesome. with with the they'll be the most Raw into it. And... Yeah, they'll be the most into it too. I mean, yeah. they dance all over. It'd be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I would die of joy probably. Yeah. I wouldn't make it out there. <laughs> that would make. Like, and I think you said before, like they should get like local celebrities or whatever to go that on would be... and like to follow him out. Like, that would really just be cool. cool. Or it's like a big okay, that party. would be cool that because would. let's say they go the to a certain city. That. Let's say they go to a certain city and they get like an uh, an athlete from yeah. that city or something, mm-hmm. and it'd just be like maybe they're just they walk by him and he's like dancing and stuff. So on the opposite end, what's the worst entrance music? Santino. I, I think <laughs> it's pretty bad. I think this is where it gets fun. The worst, um, the, some of the worst entrance music of all time that you think. I really, I I'm Schlagers. probably gonna get flack for this. I really don't like Shawn Michaels' song at all. I don't like it. Yeah, here. No. It doesn't. Kinda, it doesn't kinda, fit him as it did probably at one time, obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. But for the, you know, his. I just think it's one of those things that it just. Especially after his rebirth and oh, getting sure, his yeah. life back it's together. Just, yeah. we, it's like, I don't like it. I see song. where you're coming from. The Cody Rhodes Goldust oh, mix. Oh, oh, any mashup. Mash-up. It's really bad. Uh, mashups usually well, they yeah. did pretty they well with Ryback though. Yeah, the Ryback one actually, isn't, isn't the thing, bad. The thing, no, it's actually kind of funny because the first time I heard it, I liked it. Then I listened to it again, and I didn't like it. And then I'm like, now I like it. Like, mm-hmm. after hearing it so many times. Musically, it I works. think it's actually a pretty good yeah. mashup. I mean, it makes more sense than right oh! random yelling. With um, the- here's the thing. <laughs> From a musician, doing mashups like that. <laughs> like, good job, guys. That took you, what, five seconds? Yeah. <laughs> these aren't mashups, but these are well, some of the, yeah. wor- the worst ones that I thought of. If you- Do you remember the coach's theme? From, like, his first one. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Oh, it's, oh god, yes. Yeah. It? So 80s. Does it have words in it? Yes, it's this one. <laughs> Listen. I thought it was terrible. A, sounds like a Sega Genesis taking a shit. It's bad. It's at this weird little synth thing like... <laughs> thing. It's really bad. I, this is like the full song. <laughs> he just walked out there. But he would like, yeah. This. I hate it. I hate it. So that's one just, just to bring you it down. It hurts. Scott Steiner. Oh, oh, dang, no. <laughs> oh gosh. Do you guys remember oh. Rob Conway's? Name? I thought of one. No. No. Sorry. Take oh, Randy Jesus. Newman and it's Randy Newman, but like it's yeah. like an evil you know Rand- Randy Newman, the guy who does the Toy Story. Here's music Rob Conway. You'll remember it. <laughs> just look at me. Oh, you remember it? <laughs> He'd like sing it <laughs> while he wore his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like toys. Exactly, Randy Newman. Me. I, I don't. I don't like, like Zack Ryder's theme. I don't like it either. Yeah. I like Zack Ryder now. Yeah, I but I'd cool. like to see him with a different theme. And that's I the one talking about the, the bulge it's... in his pants and shit like that. I, I don't like that. It fits him. It fits his. It fits his like his character. It is kind of and it's catchy too, though. I mean, this is just a yeah. It's not a bad musically. It's not bad. It's yeah. just, I don't want to... Do you know who sings that? listen to it. No. We should probably let them. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really bad one that they always just play on the game. 
David Otonga. That I have oh, that yeah. one. I yeah. can't stand. Yeah, it's so terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's with these? If it talks about the radio in it, and then when she randomly has an entrance occasionally, I cannot stand Alicia Fox's damn music. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. And that's it. That's the song. Yes. That is her freaking song. Oh my god, I just remembered something. <laughs> you know what would some jazz that would fit a, a WWE superstar is Cesaro mm-hmm. needs Sing Sing oh, Sing. Oh gosh, yeah. Because it's a swing song, okay? Swing jazz. Mm-hmm. It is an epic song. It's borderline it me- heavy metal for jazz, right? I would actually yeah. love for People that. would freak yeah. out for that. It I'd is so cool. It's a great song, mm-hmm. and people would get really into it because he's the only one who has an epic big band jazz song, you know? It would be really cool. Oh, yeah. Seamus, okay? Right now he has too many limes. But I'm thinking. Right, and he's expressed that he wants a new song. And I like. I think Seamus is really cool. I think he's a bit stale. His theme song, though, is Too Many Limes is quite funny to me. But And it's kind of Celtic, you know, the Irish singer but the dropkick murphy's yeah. like a punk song like a really raucous sort of like drinking song mm-hmm. that's really intense i mean the one he has now is is it's heavy it's good it mm-hmm. gets people going but i think if he could come out and just be like so pumped up to like you know shipping mm-hmm. up to boston or even like a flogging molly song mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. something like that an irish band that really he for himself has said i love these guys yeah. i want them as my music yeah. it's weird that they haven't done that you know and made that happen yeah. for them. right we listen to Ringside Radio on Friday nights, Maggle. Well, Ambrose is now what the longest reigning United States champion WWE mm-hmm. history. Yes, he uh, is. And he doesn't really defend it ever. I like the I like the United States title, and there's so much that could be done with it now. Mm-hmm. So many people who could hold it. So if you had the opportunity. The fate of the U.S. title is in your hands. My idea, yeah, my idea just from watching recently is that, you know, they've done this before where they vacate a title, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, the Shield right now is really huge, right? Dean Ambrose is big. He's part of the Shield. Um, I think personally that the authority, or not even the authority, I guess Stephanie's kind of taken over as the authority. Mm -hmm. Triple H is now in evolution, but he's still, he's feuding with the Shield, right? I think Triple H should just be like... I'm gonna. I vacated the title. You know, like mm-hmm. you want to like mess with us. Yeah, it's it. like you're part of the shield. It's, it's like you're messing with. It's amazing that that hasn't been done yet. Exactly, it doesn't make sense that that hasn't been. done It seems yet. like a no-brainer. Yeah. Like here, we we have this problem where Dean Ambrose is part of this stable that is so, you know, over, and you know we don't want to make Dean Ambrose look weak by having him lose his yeah. title. Just vacate it because that way you're not only allowing there to you know you could do something else with the with the title. Mm. You could also, you know, It'll, have a storyline reason. It helps reasoning. progress the story. Exactly. Yep. And that's what I think would be cool about it because mm. it's kind of like Triple H showing like I'm in charge, man. You're you guys mm. pick the wrong people to mess with. I can just strip you of any in all, you know, mm-hmm. your career basically. And then they could, you know, I don't know if it should be like a tournament thing like they're doing with yeah. the intercontinental thing but they could just use it for something else and i feel like the only reason they haven't is because they honestly don't know what to do with it yeah so they've just kept it on him my thing is i think what happened was originally they were because they were teasing the breakout for the shield since like true that is true so i think what was going to happen is originally it was supposed to be a triple threat at wrestlemania for it between Mm -hmm. the three of them but they're like oh well we have the we have the main event triple threat yeah and they're like and then they get to the point they're like well crap 
what do he we still do? has it. What do we do with it? Yeah, and they're kind of and stuck. Then, they like yeah. screwed themselves. And, and I agree. I think they should. Triple H should come out like you know. I mean, I'm they tired. vacated the, the mm-hmm. off of Brian that yeah. one time. And, I mean, and, and I think well, and NXT, NXT just got stripped yeah. of the NXT And I think what's going to happen is just walk out like you know I'm tired of your crap. I'm stripping you of your title, and I'm gonna. Yeah, it's like one of the And I'm just going to give it to someone. Just like walk backstage like to the first person who's like, here, you're the new U.S. Right. champ. Or and that would be just, funny because it would it could be an, it could have been that anybody. Would be really funny. And they yeah. just get handed it and they're just like... Okay. You know, so they, here's, here's what I've been thinking ever since like okay, this question was dropped. Too. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking here. Right, yeah. Because Chris was talking about, you know, stripping Dean Ambrose of the title to a tournament or mm-hmm. something. Or... You like every time someone has said something, my excitement it makes is you something. Yeah, something because builds. I've had the same person in mind. But whether we do a tournament or we hand it to the first person mm-hmm. who walks through the door, give it to Bo Dallas. Yep. That's and what then, because seriously, it would be funny if that was like the first, first person yeah. who walks through the door is Bo Dallas. He's the champion, he's and just, then he's like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. And he's like he's kissing so babies and, and you know, he, throwing. Here's the best thing about it too. Everybody just hates him. This is why it's perfect with exactly what you just said. Bo is the guy who he thinks everyone loves him and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. The, uh, for all intents and purposes, nothing against Ambrose, but that title means pretty much nothing right yeah. now. So giving it to Bo, he gets this title that has been stripped of any sort of that real... he in no way deserves and, to. Yeah. And, he think, <laughs> exactly. and he sees himself as he. this is the most important thing ever. Yeah. And he's he just over... as the world title. Well, he's it, overvaluing yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it would be so funny and so and perfect. And just walks up like, here, take this, it's yours. He's just like, oh, everyone loves me so much. Triple H gave me a title. I could just right. see him looking down and just and looking at the camera and doing this cheesy smile. Yeah. And then that's how the segment... You know, Here's how the yeah. camera work of this segment needs to work to, to get the pop or the you know the heat. Mm-hmm. Triple H, he strips him of the title. He's like, I'm just gonna give it to the first person I see. He's walking, and he looks over. You don't see who it is, and he's like, This is yours now, whatever. And then it, it's like, Here, take and then this. It, it yeah. pans over, and mm-hmm. he's like, He Bo hasn't even debuted yet. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh my god, I love like, this. I really want this, this to and, be and it. And it shows it, and he's just like. And he like holds it like this. He should say something like. I just had to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bo comes out and he's like, he thinks now that he has this, everyone loves him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So he comes out there and he comes out there and he's like, I NXT, they turned we their backs it. on me. And then everyone's like, but I knew that yeah. it would pay off. I knew inside of me, mm-hmm. I had the ability to be your champion. Well, and, and, everyone's like, and, and then everyone else is like, who the f is this guy? Exactly, an instant hatred. Yeah. Well, and that could totally great. go with I even that, that would even that. match yeah. the vignettes because mm-hmm. they're just like this stuff. And of, it's a, like those motivational posters, exactly. but it's in a video form. Exactly, and but, he, the whole you know like I mean, it's hard for an egg to be a to fly or yeah. to become a bird. Yeah, it's like I just became a bird, guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm your champion now, and everyone's just booing him. Oh and my he's, gosh, he's like what. Perfect. And he, but in you know, he made it perfect in NXT. Mm-hmm. He'd somehow have to go even a step further now on the main roster, yeah. where he's it's just over his head. You know, he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everyone's booing him. I wish we could send this to WWE. Yeah, this this would be if this happened. Would awesome. I would seriously be sold. I think that this that we've been talking about is a lot better. But mm-hmm. I did have a other idea of what another scenario with the U.S. title. Unless if you guys, well, I want to hear it. Okay, yeah. so. There's this El Torito and Hornswoggle the thing WLC. going on right now. Right? That is very so unfortunate. here's what happened. I, I think it was hilarious. Okay, at, at Extreme JBL. Rules, there's going to be yeah. a WLC. We'll say Hornswoggle wins. He beats Torito. Sure. And he basically, they play a thing where Hornswoggle's like, uh, we had a vote. Uh, McIntyre, you're out of the band, man. Mm. And he's just like, mm. what? 
Like so, they kick him out of the band basically. Because he goes on, he goes on, him. and he eventually wins the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would then, be cool. Because he's awesome, and he's I back to an actual wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he comes back the next week, and I it's not the U.S. title; target. it's the European title. That would be awesome. Oh wow! Oh yeah. Huge. And then uh, he sets up a feud with like I don't know. Uh, it, ma- it doesn't really make sense because if, Swag- if Swagger were a face, it would work really well, like right. fighting for like the mm-hmm. U.S. versus mm-hmm. the European. I just think See, that this would be is kind another of cool. one that writes. Drew McIntyre like, bringing back oh, the European man. title. I mean, there's a few people who could do it, but I think that would be. I could just see that being like, we need the U.S. title back in the hands of the real American. Yeah. You're listening to Ringside Radio, invented by Chris Jericho. This is a new segment we're going to try out called Release or Revamp. Basically, I'm going to say a superstar that's, you know, on the roster right now. and Or Diva. And we're going to each get to say, do we release them? Do we repackage them? Do we put them in a new storyline as who they are? I mean, it's all in our hands. So this episode's superstar of release or revamp is Damian Sandow. Uh, This week he was featured as Magneto on Raw. So, I mean, he has fallen far from being the... That was another Sloppy Joe face palm brought to you by Sloppy Joe. Face palm. Specialized Sloppy Joe. So he's fallen far. I mean, he was Mr. Money in the Bank last year. Now he's freaking dressed up as In a Magneto. Magneto hoodie. So, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with this guy? This is kind of dark, think, honestly. Chris? Uh, well, see, I thought Sandow's... He's kind of like... When he was doing his, you know, intellectual savior mm-hmm. stuff, he actually was an awesome heel and that people really did hate. He was like one of those heels that people just hated, you know. Yeah. So in that, I think people still hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's doing <laughs> that well. Way. It's just he's so, uh, you know, it's weird that he's on TV um, doing that of all the things. I guess at least he's doing something. Yeah. If it were up to me, I would just, well, I don't get why they stripped him of his gimmick. Mm-hmm. He must have done something i don't know what warranted that sort well, of well and sometimes when you mess with something backstage and make somebody it mad it could have been that to you. or it could have been you know it could have been a lot of different things i'm not going to claim to know what that is all i'm saying is i don't understand why because i thought his gimmick was good as mm-hmm. that i personally didn't like him that much as a you know his character's good i'm just mm-hmm. saying i he did a good job of making me dislike him basically so i would just sort of Maybe I don't really see the point in repackaging him because he had a really good gimmick. Yeah. It was really well thought out. You know, he it, there wasn't anything like it at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out in a bathrobe. <laughs> um, he was just such a like you know douche. Yeah. You know, he was just so pretentious. You know, mm-hmm. and he took it so seriously being the bad guy. You know, and I would just <clears throat> let him have that back. And do basically not not stick him with these horrible things that you know yeah. don't really make sense because I think he is talented and yeah. you know it's I don't know what warranted that but I would just say you are still the intellectual savior maybe push him a little bit enough mm-hmm. so that he can you know maybe get a feud for with somebody that is makes sense for his character it wouldn't have to be a big thing yeah. but you know I just don't understand the you know, what happened. It's something happened bad, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Chris. I think they should go back to, like, the intellectual savior. Like, in the when he was coming out and, like, quizzing the fans, trying to find his new apprentice, have him go back to oh doing that. Gosh, that was funny. That was so yeah, funny. Was, well, that was, was so kind of like um, when Ted DiBiase yep. would, you oh, know, yeah. like, try to 
you know, he'd offer money if someone could complete mm-hmm. a challenge, and then he'd always rip them off, you mm-hmm. know, where they wouldn't be able to complete the challenge. Yeah. Very similar. And something I think they should do, like, when he comes out, like, wearing the bathroom, I think they should have him coming out with, like, a book in his hand and smoking a pipe or something. Yeah, play just, it up even more, yeah. you know? it's almost, Make him seem like he's a, like, what you say, a pretentious dude. The more he <laughs> talks, the more people hate him. Um, I would keep him... Um, I think he has proven that he's worth his weight in gold. He's so talented. He, you know, he can talk. He can wrestle. They they should keep him. They never should have dropped the intellectual savior of the masses, you know? I think some of the things he said were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually never disliked him because I just thought he was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... I think they could have put him in, you know, that Intercontinental title tournament, especially if that happened sooner because he's just been doing nothing for quite some time. And I think it kind of showed when they did the Occupy Raw and he was supposed to go stop it. I think that was kind of their way of putting on screen that, you know, this guy in some way has screwed up and we're going to, you know, he's going to pay for it. I think that honestly was their way of getting that point across because I, that's, that's what I felt from it. Public humiliation type of thing. Because they were treating him like crap on live television. It doesn't seem like professional to do that. I don't understand. uh, You'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got two, two storylines that you, that I'd do with them. Number one. So like everything that's happened is still reality. You're not undoing things. So I'm going to, we're going to, Bring back the uh, intellectual savior thing. He's he's starting to uh, win more. He's starting to bring back that gimmick. He's going to break his losing streak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, instead of continuing on as a singles thing, he finds someone who's uh, smart enough and has intellect, and his name's Aiden English mm-hmm. from NXT. That's how he comes in. The two mm-hmm. are a tag team. There you go. I mean, Aiden English still sings. Yeah, he's a little bit of Damian a... Sandow still talks, but too. I feel like they could get along. He at I least, really he like at least finds that like it's he's, they he's got yeah. brains and stuff, and he's got talent. Mm-hmm. I think well, that, they, they that'll save even, Sandow. Yeah, they put him even, in the tag team division. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got... Yeah, it could be something they, like... They need more tag teams. I visited so. the uh, NXT uh, I have found division. someone who is, well, has the intellect that... You all don't mm-hmm. have that you lack. Even, and he comes out, he's like, spotlight, yeah. please. And it's like, yeah. uh-oh. They, they can even do awesome. a plant with that, too, though. Like, what I said, have him go back, like, asking the... No more mashups. Uh, yeah. Aiden English does the entrance thing. <laughs> yeah, just have him sing, and Sandow just yeah. be like, how they do, can like, sing, too. Yeah. Like, he actually can yeah. sing. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, or something else they could do, instead of, like, having him, like, oh, I went to NXT and found someone, they could put a plant in the crowd and have him, like... Find a random fan in the crowd and like, well, ask like and ask them the questions again. And it I kind of ends up big on them. Yeah, I'm about after. No, I, I mean, plants are cool, but I, I really like that idea. I like the idea of almost like you know they might recite like poetry or yeah. they might right. like I think that read Shakespeare really and well. then right. they they act out a familiar scene from a play and mm. <laughs> like just something funny that everyone knows but they completely but they and inject it would be entertaining like let's say they do Les Mis or something right yeah. they do Les, Les Mis and then they change the story of the thing to just be making fun of mm. whoever is you know yeah. a character that actually that be hilarious with. my yeah, other that is a great idea if they that keep, is so cool is if they keep with this losing thing have them go insane <laughs> He's but here's what happens. He goes so far and he goes insane. There's only one guy who says he'll save him, and that's Bray Wyatt. 
He's like, he's like insane. He's just out he of it. He has a beard. And he's just like, yeah. he's walking. I don't know. There's like a Maybe backstage thing. That's how walking Ray Wyatt like, would work. Take someone who's broken. And yeah, sort of I like thought they were going to do this insanity thing back at the Royal Rumble when he cut a promo that was like insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing all mm-hmm. over and over again and expecting and Sandow is doing I thought that. they were going to do that way back then. But just have him, he keeps losing and he keeps just... They've already... He's dropped the rope. Man, he's dropped the stuff. It's dark and deep. Just have him be like... Like, though. basically, is, yeah. like he's gonna, like, end it or something. Like, well, could just show him one sitting guy and, like... And Bray is like, I can save you, man. Yeah. And it's like you said... Just, yeah. You're fed up with this So Those are just two eyes, yeah. the ideas that I'm like, you know what? I, like I, like I wouldn't mind Rumble, seeing yeah. it on TV. I love both like of those. like what you said at the Royal Rumble. He cut that promo. And also, after he was eliminated, he sat outside the ring for, like, five minutes just leaning yeah. into the barricade. I thought they were gonna do some insanity thing a long time ago. I just felt like the whole Sandow going insane thing is almost... I don't know if that's too meta for them to... Mm-hmm. It's like it, the WWE admitting that they are just jobbing him. You know what I mean? <laughs> to okay that storyline yeah. it is basically almost too real. real. Yeah. Almost too real even in the reality era <laughs> to basically admit like, yeah, Sandow, we're treating him like shit. That maybe like... Not, it's like, well, you've, you've dressed up like Magneto ten times. Uh, yeah. We feel like you've paid your dues and you can become... Damien Sandow again. Like, that just seems so and weird to me. And that's when it plays, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so he would be, he would be, um, not released. He'd be revamped mm-hmm. as himself. Basically yeah, his yeah. rightful self. My God, this is the best damn podcast I've ever heard in my life, King. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Ringside Radio. Hope you enjoyed the new uh, audio and more discussion-based format. I'm Grim Chorizo, joined with Sloppy Joe and Katrina Cena, and thank you, Chris, for being our special guest for this Yeah, thanks, guys. Episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, thanks for having a newbie to uh, the WWE u- universe. I'm sure they'd like me to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's great to have you. So, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next month. Bye. Peace. Bye. Do it! Let's go, let's go,